Welcome to the Active Kids Do Better podcast. My interviews are intended to help teachers, administrators, parents, caregivers, and community members ensure that kids are getting movement opportunities throughout the day. My name is Nick Klein, Active Schools Manager and the host of this podcast. Active Schools is a national initiative that encourages and supports schools, families, and communities in providing students with access to at least 60 minutes of physical activity every day. For more information about Active Schools, please visit activeschoolsus.org. Welcome to a special edition of this podcast. Today, I will be joined by Veronica Adams and Brian Downhauer from the University of Northern Colorado Active Schools Institute. This podcast focuses on practical strategies for creating an active classroom, as well as some resources that are available for both the implementation of and justification for classroom-based physical activity. This is the second episode of a three-part series. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Active Kids Do Better. Uh, This is part two in this Active Classroom-themed series that we have. So I'm once again joined by uh, Brian Downhauer and Veronica Adams. I'm going to turn it over to them in case you missed the first part for a brief introduction, uh, who they are and, and what they do. Good morning, everyone. My name is Veronica Adams. I am a doctorate student at UNC in Greeley, Colorado. I've been teaching physical education for 22 years, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Welcome back to the podcast, Veronica. How about you, Brian? Hi, everybody. Brian Downhauer. I'm faculty at the University of Northern Colorado and director of the Active Schools Institute here. I've been at UNC for nine years now. And I was an elementary school PE teacher for six years before going into higher ed. So happy to be back on board with you. So everybody, if you missed the first episode, we really had a chance to dive into what the, the uh, UNC Active Schools Institute is all about and some of the other uh, faculty and members and, and people that are affiliated with their group. Um, and this part, we're going to dive into some of the more practical or, or hands-on approach. Um, so Veronica, let's, let's start with you. Uh, you said you have 22, experience, uh, 22 years of experience. Um, so what are some practical ideas or strategies that you have for teachers to integrate more movement into the classroom? Yeah, so a lot of the things that I've noticed is that uh, classroom teachers can really use the physical education teacher in their building to help them figure out some resources, some equipment, and ways to incorporate movement in their classroom. So some of the things that I've talked to my classroom teachers is they can do a walk and talk so if they're discussing historical events, um, like in history class, students can go for a walk and talk and just discuss the events and bounce ideas off of each other. Um, another way that I've done for my elementary school kids is um, just acting out movements when they're trying to do spelling words or meaning of words. Like if I'm talking about um, the water cycles, like let's act out like the rain and kids kind of act it out. Um, Math is a great um, subject where kids can actually act out 
um, and do movement with um, when they're doing the sum of two numbers and they can just do jumping jacks for, um, you know, two plus two equals four. So we do four jumping jacks, something really easy and just, it does not take additional space or equipment or planning on this part of the teachers. I like that because a lot of times it, it gets the misperception that it's going to be like this added block of, of time that teachers need to plan for and account for and their plates are already full and their schedules are maximized, but it doesn't necessarily have to be that. Right, and that's what is so important that teachers feel like it's part of the plan, it's part of the lesson and it's not an addition to. And once you start doing it on a regular basis, students not only like look forward to it, it just makes it a lot more engage, engagement um, with the students and the content that we're trying to teach them. Uh, so I wanna break this next question down in, into two parts. The first part coming, if, if we have PE teachers listening now um, and uh, some, some ideas or some suggestions for them to approach classroom teachers. And then the second part uh, will, will be the opposite of that. If we have classroom teachers who are listening in, how they can uh, reach out to, to PE teachers. So, so let's go with the first part. If the PE teachers are there, what are some suggestions or tips you have for them to build that rapport or make that bridge with classroom teachers to encourage them to? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one of the things that I've done in the past is talking with my administrator and asking if I can have a couple of minutes during our weekly staff meetings. That's a great time to start building that relationship and that report with the staff and classroom teachers and then utilizing one of those ideas or tips with them during the staff meeting so they can see it, they can participate in it and see how easy it is to incorporate. So that's one way that you can start building those relationships. And then another way is like sending emails on a weekly basis. Um, a lot of administrators do like a weekly um, newsletter to the staff. So incorporating an idea or a tip or a resource they can utilize. Um, it could be on the form of just a video, a short 30 second clip. Um, and then just, you know, being present and being around the school building, you know, going outside during recess if your schedule allows it, um, stop into classrooms if the teacher allows it and say, hey, can I just, you know, model a strategy that we can use in the classroom? Um, always asking ahead of time, of course. Um, going to the staff lounge, eating lunch with the staff and starting to build the, that, you know, report and relationship. Yeah, I totally agree. And then uh, the only thing I would, would add to that would be to potentially uh, teach some of the activities also to the students. So the faculty meetings are great and to show the teachers how fun they are. But then if students are lined up and you have like one extra minute or, or something, teach like one quick brain boost or classroom energizer, brain break, whatever it is that we call them, uh, terms are used interchangeably, I think. Um, and now the students have the the pre-teaching, so it's not the classroom teacher having to, to work from scratch. Absolutely, yes. Being able to model those in the PE classroom, and then it's easy for them to, once they're using them in their um, other classrooms, it's like, oh yeah, we've done this before. We can totally do it. Uh, so so the part two of that question, is, as I promised, would be uh, to the classroom teachers. 
Um, what, uh, from, from your experience, can, can they do to reach out and utilize the, the support of, of a PE teacher? Oh yeah, absolutely. So one of the great things that most schools have is that they have an expert of movement in their building, right? The PE teacher as an expert, um, we have equipment. So a lot of my classroom teachers in the past have come by and borrow like hula hoops to demonstrate like Venn diagrams um, or use poly spots for movement in the classroom when they're trying to do like decimal point in math. Um, and, you know, we have equipment, we have resources, we have ideas. So it's really easy for them, you know, and we're, our classroom is open, our gym doors are open every time. Um, what we want is our students to move. So if a classroom teacher reaches out to a PE teacher, I'm sure they're more than welcome to share their ideas and resources. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, starting that conversation. And then the other piece with that is to then get your, your colleagues on board, because if, if they see it's one thing for the PE teacher to say, hey, like try this really great activity to incorporate more, more movement. Um, and, and it's sometimes coming from the outside perspective, but then the classroom teachers truly have that, that power to go to the other teachers at their grade level or within their building to say, hey, like I'm, I'm doing this and, and it's working. And, you need to, to, I suggest you try. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I noticed too is like when other classroom teachers are using um, these movement strategies or integration of movement into their lesson, one of the classroom teachers, um, they're, apprehend, uh, they're scared to do them because they're like, how do I manage my class? How do I bring them down? Because movement gets them really excited and loud and and it's like, how do I bring them back down? So once classroom teachers start talking to each other, it's like, well, I've used this, you know, brain boost, or I've used this um, movement into my spelling word um, lesson. And this is how I bring my kids back to center and quiet time so that we can transition to the next lesson. When they start sharing those tips and ideas, then it becomes more like, oh, if you're doing it, I can do it as well. Or can you show me how you do it? Um, so then they start becoming experts in movement integration as well. And it doesn't feel so daunting or scary to get the kids out and moving. Right, right on. Um, so answer one more question for me, the, the why. So we're talking about how you can do this and, and some, some of the what, but, but why is it important that um, as a school community, whether you're a PE teacher or a classroom teacher or administrator, that, that we, we should embrace this philosophy of, of uh, incorporating more physical activity into the classroom? That's a great question. We always want to know the why, right, behind it. So why should we incorporate movement into the classroom? Well, we know that kids that are active do and learn better. Um, and movement can enhance learning, really. You know, there's so much research out there that shows that kids that um, are moving while learning, learn best, and it takes, you know, less repetition for the learning to occur. Um, plus, it's good for their health, you know, their mental, physical, and mental health. So we really do want to enhance the learning opportunities. We want to empower kids, and we really want to reach those 60 minutes um, of physical activity per day. And the school is the perfect place to do it. I, I totally agree. 
All right, so so let's turn over to to Brian for for some time here. Brian, uh, what what are some resources that that are available to, to help schools? So maybe some outside resources rather than just just the the internal ones of working together as as a, a team. Yeah, so I'd love to highlight some of the ones that I think are the the strongest and most powerful. And um, the CDC a few years back in 2018. Um, published a few guidance documents that can be really helpful for schools with strategies and tips about how to integrate um, physical activity into the classroom. And I, I'm going to start with a Jopert article they published because the Jopert article kind of summarizes everything and gives links and to all the different resources. Um, the article was published in October of 2019 in Jopert, and it's simply called Integrate Classroom Physical Activity in Schools. Um, the lead author is Brittany Chen. And I want to highlight this because the CDC is like the go-to place if you really need some rigorous research to support what you're doing and make sure that what you're doing has some evidence behind it. Um, and so if, if folks just want to Google um, Classroom Physical Activity CDC, uh, that'll take you to their main webpage that has all the links to the resources I'm going to talk about today. Um, but they also have the research to support what Veronica was just talking about improved concentration, on-task behavior, less fidgeting, motivation, academic performance, like all those things, and they have the citations to go with them. So some of you out there listening might have those, those administrators who conceptually think it's a good idea, but aren't quite there, and they need that little push, and the CDC has the type of rigorous evidence that could hopefully push your principals over the edge to supporting it. Uh, and I can definitely link uh, that, that Joe Ferd article into the, the notes as well as a, a direct link to, to the CDC. Um, yeah. and, and I've been there and it's almost overwhelming uh, the amount of information that, that they have available. So if you were to pick a few things that, that jump out at you to, to highlight, what, what would they be? Yeah, so um, the CDC in 2018, their one guidance document is called Strategies for Classroom Physical Activity in Schools. This is for the schools that are ready to take like a systematic approach to integrating physical activity across all their classrooms. And so it kind of gives a roadmap of how to get buy-in, how to create a systematic training system for your teachers, um, and then really how to create that classroom environment. Um, and one of the things I love is in the back of the school guide, it has some templates and some uh, planning documents that schools can use. Um, for example, they have a classroom physical activity assessment and it's a really simple like, it's almost like a status check that you could use with all the classroom teachers in your schools to just get a sense of where they're starting from. And so when you're thinking systematically about how to approach this in your schools, you know where to begin and you know who your early adopters are and your innovators that are fully on board that you can get their buy-in. And then you know the folks that might be a little bit lagging behind that need some extra work. Uh, but it even has really practical stuff like a place where you can draw out your classroom with your desks and your space to you know, have open for movement. Um, it has lists of strategies that you can use. Like it's it, those are the really things that are valuable to me that I think about that classroom teachers could use to, you know, make it real to really start planning things out. Uh, so, so along with that, um, you, you have quite a bit of experience in the field as well. Um, and, and the one thing that you just said was uh, sketching out the, the, the classroom and, and some of the resources there. So um, 
share what, what your experience has been. Do, do we need to move desks around every time we, we need to create physical activity or, or what um, would, would this resource uh, provide to teachers in order to, to guide them through that process? Yeah, so this is actually really fun. Um, we teach a class at UNC for elementary uh, classroom teachers. And in that class, they actually have to design a classroom um, for movement and for health in mind. And honestly, from what I've seen, teachers are already somewhat creative with the way they move desks around and have space. But um, there's some really simple things like making sure at the elementary level, you have a big open carpet space where they can go to and have a little bit more movement. It could be spreading desks out to make sure they can just stand up next to their desk and have the space. Um, they even talk about things like where you put supplies in the classroom so that when you're transitioning that they actually have to move to get different supplies and equipment. And it just naturally builds the movement into the routine of what happens on a daily basis. And then if you wanna take it up a notch, instead of just walking to get your supplies, why not hop to get your supplies? Or why not touch all four walls and then go get your supplies? Like there's so many little simple things you can build into your normal routines um, into the classroom environment to get that little bit of extra activity time. Uh, definitely think it's worth, worth taking a little tangent here because of the course I teach at the college um, is uh, in the physical education department as well. It is for the elementary and special education and early childhood majors. And, and I absolutely love it because it's not teaching to, to people who chose that major, who, who chose that profession, who may have had a positive experience uh, throughout their elementary, middle and high school uh, uh, physical education classes. Um, so it, it's getting these uh, future educators um, to, to commit to, to understand everything that, that we're talking about. So I don't know if you've had the same thing, but I, I truly love working with, with this, this different like, cohort of, of future educators. Yeah, well, both Veronica and I have taught that class before, and they leave that course psyched. They're like just ready to go, and they want even more of it. You know, at our university, unfortunately, it's only one class that they get. But they're like, man, I want to know more. Like, it's so fun for them to think about how they can make their class this healthy, active environment because they understand how important it is, and they understand that it's going to just be a positive place that kids want to be. And doesn't every teacher want that? <laughs> Yeah. And fun. I mean, we, we talk about all the, the benefits of, of academics and, and whatnot behavior, but uh, at the core of it, we want students to, to enjoy what they're doing, to enjoy that experience, and then all these other things, and then you, you, you will learn. So uh, definitely, um, um, I, I yeah. enjoy it. I think one of the biggest aha moments that my students have had during that course is that how easy it is to just integrate it into their lesson into the activity, into the um, just day routines, you know, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't think of that, but it totally makes sense. And I can see how much more fun it would be. And my students would be more engaged. And it's like, I wish my elementary teacher would have done that. Or I wish my middle school teacher would have done that. Or when they start talking about like, you know, just the um, turn and talk to your partner, it's like, oh, turn and talk, well, why not make it a walk and talk with a partner? And they're like, oh yeah, that makes you know total sense and it's easy to do it. So I think that's the biggest aha moments that my students have had is like, it's easy to incorporate it. It just takes a little bit more creativity and thinking outside the box. For sure. Uh, well, I know we're gonna have a third part in, in this year. So I don't wanna take all of the discussion items away, but I do wanna 
give you each one, one more opportunity to share anything that uh, you believe is, is relevant or useful to, to our, our listeners. Yeah, I was going to point out, and I won't speak long on them, but it your listeners can also do springboard to active schools. If you're looking for like more practical ideas, they have a resource that's called um, Classroom Physical Activity Ideas and Tips. And they have 35 like really simple activities that can be done. And they even break it down by saying, this is an elementary school, this is a middle school, this is a high school appropriate activity, or it's appropriate across all. Um, so for the more practical side, that one's a great resource. And then Charlie Moon and Colin Webster out of South Carolina published another Joper article in 2019. They call it My Wheelhouse. And the my is movement integration. And they have a whole spectrum of going all the way to full academic integration for those teachers that are gung-ho and like, hey, I want to actually teach my own content areas and physical education content and put them together. Um, and there's some practical tips in that one too. Nice. And I will uh, get that link for me as well and make sure I post that in the notes so, so that people can, can access that. How about you, Veronica? Any, any parting comments, remarks, advice, tips for anyone listening? Yeah, I think our secondary teachers can really benefit from integrating movement into their classroom, just into their lessons. Our students at the middle school and high school sometimes do not have those recess or breaks, so they need more of that movement um, scattered throughout their school day. So um, great resources that Brian had mentioned where secondary teachers can incorporate those movements and make it into part of their lesson. Students will be so much more engaged with the content and um, they like to move. They want to move. They want to chat with their friends. So give them a reason and a purpose for that, you know, walk and talk. Or um, another thing that I was looking at, it's like Socratic seminars. It's like, make it active, you know, instead of then just, you know, a round table kind of discussion, make them move, make them walk around and, um, and chat purposely. I'm so glad that you said that because secondary often gets neglected in this discussion because everyone just assumes that active classrooms means elementary, but it does not. We all need to move and anyone who, including ourselves, if we're part of a, a faculty meeting or all day professional development, you see teachers naturally stand and want to get up and, and move every, you know, 20, 30 minutes because we don't like to be confined either. So we can't expect uh, yeah, teenagers to, to do the same. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them have devices. It's like, okay, track how many steps you can get done within the five minutes while you're discussing, you know, um, this essay that we just talked about, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Use the resources. Kids are willing to, to do it. Great. Well, Brian, Veronica, I want to send my sincere thanks for, for joining me and giving up your time to, to share some of your advice and, and uh, experience with, with uh, the Active Kids Do Better podcast. And I'm sure we'll, we'll continue the discussion offline and, and into the future. And you're always welcome back anytime. That is all the time we have today. I hope that you will join me again for a future episode of the Active Kids Do Better podcast. You can follow Active Schools on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or find us on the web at activeschoolsus.org.
be a champion for kids by helping your school provide students with a variety of opportunities to be physically active. We know that active kids learn better and do better. So together, let's ensure that our kids are reaching their full potential.